Welcome. I'm Richard Prosh, and this is another edition of Six Gun Justice Conversations. These are occasional bonus downloads where my co-host, Paul Bishop, or I get to hang out around the virtual Six Gun Justice podcast campfire and spend some time talking with other friends and writers who also love the Western genre. With me for this edition is a magnificent storyteller, Western romance author, Mary Keneally. Mary Keneally writes romantic comedy with cowboys. Her most recent book, Woman of Sunlight, came out this past March, and it's part of her Brides of Hope mountain series from Bethany House Publishers. She's the author of many different book series, including High Sierra Sweethearts, Kincaid Brides, Lassoed in Texas, and Sophie's Daughters. Mary is also independently publishing a contemporary romantic suspense series called Garrison's Law. She's a lifelong Nebraskan and lives with her very own romantic cowboy hero. She's got four grown daughters and four spectacular grandchildren. She is a two-time Carol Award winner and has been a finalist for the Rita and Christie Awards. I'm happy our schedules work together today so that Mary and I could catch up. Thanks for reining in at the virtual campfire under the stars for some informal conversation, Mary. It's nice to be here. So when did you first decide you wanted to be a writer? And did you always want to write about the West? I started writing my first book, trying to write a real novel, when uh, my baby went to kindergarten. And she turned 30 this year. So that tells you how long ago that was. I think I just finally had some time. I was a stay-at-home mom for a long time. I got my first computer, and then uh, then I had a friend who wrote a book. She went around and uh, interviewed all the World War II veterans in our county, and I just thought it was such a cool idea. And I said, well, you should let me help. I'll interview people. And she said, well, leave my book alone. Go write your own book. And so I sat down. I sat down to try to write a book for the first time, and I just loved it. That's all. I just uh, once I started, I just I've been at it all these years. Woman of Sunlight is my 64th published book, and I wrote for 10 years before I got my first book published. So at the end of that 10 years, I had 20 finished books on my computer. So you can say that's, uh, you know, hard work and determination, or or maybe it's just obsessive compulsive disorder. I don't know, but (laughs) I just love it. That's what I'd rather be doing than just about anything. So That's wonderful. Do, do you write short stories as well, or have you ever dabbled in, in short stories? I've written quite a few novellas. That's about as short as I've gotten. I know some people do real short things, and I find it really interesting, but I've never done it. Uh-huh. And um, you, you asked me if I've um, written other books, uh, other things besides Westerns. And when I had those 20 books finished, uh, they were kind of all over the map. They all were romance novels, because that's just what I loved, but contemporary and historical and, and sweet romances and, oh, just anything, anything that interested me. Is, so, that, what you, is that what you like to read when you, when you were first starting out? You know, romance? Yeah, I guess. I, I, uh, I read a lot of detective fiction. I mean, uh, you know, Jack Reacher and Michael Connelly, uh-huh. and, you know, I, I read all over the map. So uh, I just love a book that's got a lot going on action and everything and and all those books i had the western is just the one that sold so i i think maybe maybe i just bring some authenticity to that voice because i've always lived this life you know my husband's a nebraska cattleman and i just kind of know the you know you don't think of nebraska is actually western but we really are we have a lot of wide open spaces and 
And anyway, so that's all I can think. It, it just brought some authenticity to that voice, and I loved the writing, and they wanted more of it, and I've just been at it ever since. That's fantastic. You know, we both grew up in Nebraska, and I, I agree. There's there's the wide open spaces, and the and you get out, especially if you just drive a few, uh, a couple hours west, you know, we're in the sand hills, and and then out in western Nebraska that is as beautiful and uh, western uh, scenic as any of the uh, Monument Valley uh, scenes that you see in the movies. It's it's really is. And I wonder that western that that western sense of the environment of nature, do, working with cattle, being outside, does that influence anything? Do you get ideas and do you come in and say, oh, I've got to write that down? Well, um, you know, my husband raises cows. I suppose when it comes to animals and how you handle them and what they act like, I just, you know, I see he, it's the interaction between him and his and his cattle, and of course that just I'm into on that too. And, and I don't know if so I actually write it down, but I do know that my husband is from a family of seven sons, and then we wow. had four daughters, and there's just a lot of comedy in watching him react to the girls and, and figure out why are they doing that, and and so I think some of the comedy that comes in my books comes is kind of rooted in in him and in my family so you know there's not that much you know riding and shooting in our lives or anything like that but i can add that part so did you grow up on a farm or yes i did i have all my life i mean I went to Wayne State College, and that's it. That's my big city life was Wayne State College. And, you know, Wayne is not a big town. So, yeah. Did you have people around, like grandparents and parents, that would tell stories from the old days or anything like that? You know, it's... It's interesting because like my mom would talk about when they first got electricity. I mean, and my husband's mom is 10 years older than my mom, who's 92 now. And his mom was born in like, no, 1919. And she grew up in town with electricity. And then she moved out to the country without electricity. And you just listen to her talk. You could listen to her and she, the feeling of it, the excitement of it when, when electricity came and, and how she lived without it and the canning and the, you know, no water pump. And yeah, those guys also lived through that. And those were just stories, my my mom and dad and, and her life and my father-in-law's life. Yeah, we live in my father-in-law's house that he grew up in. So our roots go pretty deep here. Yeah, those, the old stories of uh, what people went through, you know, and finding out how they settled in the Midwest and the West and, and what they went through kind of has always stayed with me at least. And and uh, I, I use that sometimes I'll think back and try to project that into a character. Do you have any characters that you particularly like or don't like or that you for sure want to write about again or or you for sure don't want to write about again? Do they kind of come alive to you as if they were friends? And Oh, you know, one of my very favorites is uh, I, I wrote the, the series Wild wild at heart and those were three women who fought in a fought in the civil war disguised as men and you know that's just one of those examples of where i got ideas from researching a book because you know you're researching i i started out trying to write this book and i wanted my hero to have been in andersonville prison and okay. i just went to wikipedia i just wanted to know when it opened and when it closed just so you know get that one little fact right well four hours later i'm still reading about andersonville prison and then you're reading all these tidbits of things that happened there and then you go to some other link and before you know it, it's just, I, I had, I had ideas for six more books, you know, just cause there's so much, 
interesting. I, so when you talk about if I get my ideas from my life, I get a lot of ideas from researching other books because I just find bits and pieces of history that just sort of give me chills because they're so interesting. So, so yeah. um, in the book, The Wild at Heart, I've got this woman who's just survived the war and she's very traumatized and just wants to live a peaceful life. And she falls in love with this uh, mountain man. And those two, the clash between those two, because all she wants is peace. And she's just trying to raise some sheep and have a quiet life. And, you know, and then here, here he kind of comes storming into her life. And, and she finds herself married to him through a kind of a forced marriage because they were in a compromising situation. And then them, them trying to figure out how to get along. That, that's one of my favorites, that Matthew Tucker mountain man character. So I kind of like writing wild men, I guess. <laughs> that sounds really good. I know my stepmom is a big fan of your books. And uh, she she can find them just about anywhere um, where books are sold, but she uh, enjoys downloading them on Kindle. And she, I think she reads quite a few of your books on Kindle. Oh, well, um, th- tell her thank you for me. I, I appreciate that. So, so along those lines of Kindle and Nook and the indie platforms... You're publishing an independent series called Garrison's Law. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Well, you know, I told you I I had 20 finished books on my computer when I got my first book published. And, uh... I the the company that was Barber Publishing and they just like what else have you got and they published I think I published 19 books with them and maybe wrote four because they're just publishing all these books that I had so and then I had some novella stuff and and I've taken some of those full length books and cut them down and published them here and there and the end I had these six books left five books. Well, there's six, but one of them's not going to make it. But but five books left that I'd never published anywhere because it just didn't fit anything that I was doing. That's Garrison's Law. So I went back through them and I revised them and indie-pubbed them. It, you know, I published them through Kindle on KDP. And uh, it was so good, actually, to go through those books because, I mean, we're going back to 95, maybe, when I wrote some of those books and they weren't connected. So I had to change everybody's name. So they're all brothers now. And, and the thing that's funny about doing it is number one, when you go back to old work like that and revise it, you realize you've gotten better. And that's kind of encouraging. It's a lot of work. And the other thing is nobody had a cell phone in those old books. And one guy had like a Palm Pilot, you know, all those things with contemporary, it's all kind of be up to date, you know? So I, I had, uh, all that revision, but also just, just, I, I just guess I've gotten better. And that made me feel good about doing it despite all the work. But those were just books that I had already written. So I haven't written new books for Indie Pub. So I don't know if I will, because I've just been, I've just been keeping really busy. But I had a little gap because I, I usually write a novella or two every year for, for somebody. And I didn't have one last year. Or was it a year before? How long is it getting to be? And so I took that time to, drag all these old books out and go through them and revise them and bring them up to date. And, and I changed them all these different guys to brothers. And then I made them all, moved them all to Texas because I'm trying to sort of stay with my brand. So they were all just kind of cop dramas. One, you know, the, the one was in Chicago and one was in Texas and one was in Cal- Colorado. Well, I moved them all to Texas and just all that work, but, but they were books that were already written and, and, uh, that- yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it really was. It was a lot of fun. I, I've done it before with some of those older books that I already had written. Like, okay, how can we make this book written in 1875 and this book 
written in 1865, how can we make them, um, how can we make them a series? And you just have to go in and start changing locations and changing dates and moving people around. And, and that's all good for the book. That stirs it up and helps you revise it, makes it fresher. So I like doing that. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's fun. It's the satisfying work. So that's where Garrison's Law came from. Those old books that, uh, I had on my computer just sitting there and I'd never done anything with them. So I don't know if I'm going to continue to do that, but for right now I've got all those 20 books now published. So I just had a couple things to follow up on. Okay. Could you please tell us what's coming up next? What are you working on now? The book that I had come out uh, called woman of sunlight was book two in a series. So that's uh the Brides of Hope Mountain series, you mentioned that earlier, and thank you for that. But then there's another one coming out in October that's book three in that series called uh, called Her Secret Song. And that's these three sisters that have, have grown up in the mountains alone, just completely alone. They were raised by their grandparents, and their grandparents died and left them alone with terrible forbidding warnings to not go to the lowlands it's so dangerous down there and they've just lived up here all the life until some cowboy drives his cattle up into a valley up in their mountain in their mountain home and and then they, oh the world invades them so that book three is uh called her secret song and that sister is the worst of the bunch who really took the grandparents warnings to heart and she's scared to death of everything so <laughs> That sounds exciting. Yeah. So, how, what is your day like when you when you write? Do you write every day, or and when you do write, do you do it in the morning or afternoon or? You know, I um have my I have a one thousand word a day goal. That's my goal every day. And when that comes, it's usually kind of late in the day. I seem to like I sort of started writing partly because I'm an insomniac, so that's what I would do late at night is write my books, and that's a habit that I'm. Now there's no reason for me to stay up so late and write so late, but it's just sort of hard to stop. I don't know why, but so I do most sure. of my writing late at night and it's just a goal of trying to turn a computer on every day. It's uh it's a habit I'm in now, a thousand words a day. And, and my gosh, with this coronavirus thing, I never go anywhere, or do anything. I mean, I build time for failure into into my schedule as far as how often a book comes out, but I've just been hitting it every single day for for a month now. I'm doing great. I'm way ahead of schedule. So <laughs> there's a silver lining. Well, let's go ahead and pretend like there is one. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I'd I'd like to wrap up our conversation by telling listeners where they can go to learn more about you online. Do you have a website or blog that folks can visit? I. I have a website that's marykeneally.com, and the trick there is spelling my name right because Keneally has a strange spelling. And uh, but I think you can probably find it through Amazon or through one of the books. The title's on one of the books, marykeneally.com. I also do a blog called Seekerville that is for aspiring writers, and we have a lot of fun over there. Uh, just lessons on how to write. We've been doing it now for 11, 12 years. And boy, have we got an archive full of lessons on how to be a writer. And, and it's a fun blog, too. So so uh, anybody who'd like to learn more about the writing life, you can stop in there and look through our 
our list of topics and see if you can find anything there. So, I remember when a few years ago I was writing the Joe Harper young adult novels that I've put out. Um, I had a guest spot on a blog that either you had a guest spot on as well, or we shared some space. It was called Petticoats and Pistols. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my that's my blog for Westerns. I, I should have mentioned that. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, I'm one of the uh, Phillies. We call them the Phillies that are all the hostesses of that. And I do a blog once a month, and we have guests on there, too, that uh, that are Western writers. So you should come beyond. That must have been it. We, uh, yeah, we that must have been it. it. Yeah. So Great. Well, thank you for visiting with us today, Mary. We're grateful, and we wish you all the best here from Six Gun Justice. Well, I've been listening to Six Gun Justice since we started talking, and I love it. I think I I haven't got my husband to listen to it because he's just not a podcast guy, but he's going to listen one of these days, and he's going to love it too. So I think you're doing great work. Thank you very much for having me on. Thanks to Mary Keneally for hanging out and chatting today, and thanks to you for listening. Paul and I appreciate your support of our Six Gun Justice podcast and hope you continue to enjoy each and every episode. Be sure to check our website, www.sixgunjustice.com, for links to previous podcast episodes, speed listens, and prior conversations, along with reviews, interviews, and articles from the Western genre. Till next time, keep your bacon crisp, your coffee strong, and your horse always at your side. Adios!